Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. We are loaded here on a football Friday. Johnny Venerable joined as always, partner in crime, Mr. Bo Brock, holding down the fort yesterday. Frank Sanders, number 81, and the pride of Northwestern, Damon Anderson. Gentlemen, what do I owe this pleasure? We got everybody here on a Friday. I mean... A little respect on the name of Speedo Jackson holding down for the PHNX Cardinals crew, taking home the trophy atop the podium yesterday at Octane Speedway. Damn. Look at that. Check oh out my that. Gosh. Nice. I don't see PHNX nice. Suns or Coyotes or sports. And Jet- That's a group Mercury. That's a group effort. Um, so we're <laughs> guilty by association. on the podium. Come on. That's, ca- that's Coyotes on the podium. Coyotes on the podium in third place, though. Can yeah, we just- not- We'll talk shit to PHNX Sun Devils. They clearly were last with with Tree and <laughs> Company. And Frank, professional athlete at all, carried me all of five six across the finish line. So thank you, Mr. Sanders. You, you actually fit. You actually fit in the car with him, Johnny. I I probably could have. I probably could have gotten on on Big Daddy's back and just been like this as we shifted around the track. But no, they gave me my. I measured up in height. They gave me my own car. Thankfully, that's great. Wow. It's like you look like you were hit by the turtle shell in Mario Kart. Like you and sitting next to. Oh, he. Bo, he is the turtle shell. <laughs> right. just okay. I'm at so least many, toad. Johnny. Remember, to- remember Toad. I'm at least Toad. Yeah, for sure. <sighs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I cheated. I know what I was doing. I just know what I'm doing. Like anytime you get to the octa- I remember first, let me do this here. I want to thank my uh, pit crew, the bartender, <laughs> Jared. He uh oiled me up pretty good before I got on the track. That was pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Well. We started so, drinking before we raced. And I'm like, this yeah, might just want to say thank you to that. Hey guys, isn't that illegal or no? No, it's not. They I give guess. you a band, they give you a wristband, tell you to put on the guy stripes it twice and once and can't do you can't have more than three drinks before you get on the track. Okay. More than three. So I only I had one. There. I, you mean there. 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 You can't have, yeah, there at that. Got at it. that location. Before yeah. you get there. Then you got get, how I got there. How I got there? Right. I shouldn't have been racing. No more no more than three three drinks before PHNX Cardinals as well. No, uh, Frank thankfully brought home some hardware for this podcast. The Cardinals uh, unfortunately couldn't. Uh, last year, but we look ahead, gentlemen, to 2022. The the draft is now behind us. It's in our rearview mirror, and it was on. I was on Twitter. I was on the t- Twitter streets today, Twitter.com, and I saw something that kind of caught my eye. When you think about all the investments the Arizona Cardinals have made up front on their offensive line, not in this draft, but in off seasons prior, the fact that OurLads.com would do a phenomenal job in ranking analytics and units, position groups in the NFL. Well, they rank the Cardinals pretty low for their offensive line play, and that's concerning. If we've got the graphic here, I'd love to see it. It is looking like this, gentlemen. So the be- the more blue you have, the better off you are. Well, the Cardinals outside of guard, which I find funny, um, don't have a whole lot of blue, and they're 25th according to OurLands.com. Now, this isn't the end-all, be-all, but when you look at this, Bo Brock, I'll start with you. What's What sticks out with the Arizona Cardinals' front five? It was a poor performance down the stretch, and I think a lot of people have a tough time washing that taste out of their mouth when when they see this Arizona Cardinals group that has a ton of continuity coming back. I mean, 
DJ Humphrey's been, been in the fold since he was drafted in 2015. Probably the most successful draft pick at the offensive line position for Steve Keim. You've got Justin Pugh finishing up his time here in the desert. He restructured. He's he's good to go. He should hold down the guard position. And, of course, got Kelvin Beecham, Rodney Hudson. Rodney Hudson is the man at the center position. You expect a better season from him. Uh, kind of odd to see them just kind of, what is that, like a light pink? Is that a salmon? Uh, 53, not a lot of respect yeah. on the name of Rodney Hudson, a perennial pro bowler. Uh, just, it, I think that the pundits are having a tough time kind of washing last, the end of last season's taste out of the mouth, the performance against the Rams. It was putrid. It, it was inexcusable, but I expect a bounce back at least at the beginning of the season from this offensive line. I think that they have the pieces in place. I don't expect like, you know, the Cowboys of a couple years ago where it's like a couple pro bowlers, but I think it's, it's a very serviceable offensive line and has NFL caliber uh, guys blocking for Kyler Murray. Yeah, and I, I agree, Bo. Like, I, I don't. I, I think you look at their offensive line, and you don't think that they're number one or top ten. But when you have a guy like Kyler Murray, he helps mitigate all those errors on the offensive line. His elusiveness, his athletic ability, his speed, his ability to extend the play. I talked about it last show that I was. Oh, do we lose Damien's uh, audio? I, I hear him. Okay, well, I'm I'm good. I appreciate you, Bo. Well, his just ability to elude defenders and obviously extend the play and make things happen. I think when you have a guy like Kyler Murray, it's not necessarily your your number one concern. I think what's concerning, Johnny, I, I believe I have in my notes somewhere early on, we talked about the first two seconds receivers' ability to get open. Like the out of the first two seconds, and the Cardinals ranked pretty, I, I'd say towards the towards the bottom of that category. So, can they protect enough or call up passes enough, Frank? to have that ability to protect and, and hold down the fort and give Kyler time to have those long drawn out plays where they're trying to throw the, the football downfield. You know, I agree. You're talking about receivers getting open. That definitely keeps the timing of the offense and the rhythm of the offensive line. <clears throat> Statistically, Kyler Murray played 14 games, got 31 sacks last year. Uh, Joe Burrow was played 17, got 51 sacks last year. And I don't know where he fits in or their offensive line fits in that, in that, in that actual graphic, but in reality, you look at it, I agree with you guys both. Kyler mitigates a lot of the problems of when a quarterback's getting sacked. Unfortunately, I was here in 1995 with the, with Dave Craig. Dave Craig, our offensive line, gave it the most sacks in NFL history. That's mm -hmm. 76 a season. And Dave Craig looked like he got sacked 176 times <laughs> after that season because his body was beat up. But I agree, our offensive line don't have to be special. They don't have to be great. But because of because our running game and our quarterback, what they do, what they add to the table, they allow us. They allow they they kind of miss out on some of the sacks that would probably make them rank where they where they look like they rank because of our quarterbacks. He 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 makes them look better than what they really are. Are you guys concerned at all? You know, this is a group right now. Unlike contract next year. They didn't take an offensive lineman high in the draft, right? There was all this speculation. Maybe they could take one at 23 or 55. They, they waited until they take a couple developmental guards. Is there a concern right now that there aren't key building blocks for this unit? You know, DJ Humphreys, we'll see if he extended. Kelvin Beecham, the last year of his contract. You know, Pugh's taken multiple pay cuts. Is that concerning to you, Bo? I mean, yeah, but it's it's the game has changed. I think there's a little bit of a money ball approach to building an offensive line, which is strange because you would have thought, you know, tri football traditionalists say, hey, you got to build with your lines. That that's where you're going to the strength of your organ your team should be because we saw those Patriots. They were so so solid for so long, but they also had the goat at under center and Tom Brady. 
I mean, if you just kind of look at the the rest of the league, I mean, you just don't have the ability to spend that much on on your offensive line. As long as you have a quarterback and an offense that can make big plays and make big plays when they matter, I think that you should be in a good spot. Like, I, I, it's just you're willing to give up a couple sacks. It's just like the strikeout in baseball. Like, you're willing for a guy to go, you know, two for four with a couple strikeouts, but as long as he gets a three-run homer, you know, you're going to be sitting in a pretty good spot offensively. I just think that that's the way that this has gone. That's that's clearly how Steve Kime is approaching this. He hasn't been worried. He feels like he can find some veterans to plug and play. Am I concerned about it? Everybody should feel uneasy about it. Everybody, yeah. unless you've got, you know, this this murder, this big bunch of hog mollies that you can always rely upon. I don't think there's a, a group in the NFL that anybody's like really excited and say, hey, we're, we're good at this position going forward. And I, and I think the Arizona Cardinals are just like everybody else. Real quick, I do want to make a point too that, um, the, the missed absences last year, the missed games from Rodney Hudson and DJ Humphreys in particular, I believe were mostly COVID related. Uh, Rodney Hudson did have a, a small injury that put him on the shelf briefly, but it's hard to go back. And I'll give DJ Humphreys the benefit of the doubt. Really, since Bruce Arians left and they have this new regime takeover, he has been healthy. So I, I'm rolling the dice with this group this year that, you know, tackle to tackle they're going to be durable because, you know, outside of really Josh Jones, Damian, they do not have a ton of depth behind there. Is that is that a concern to you? I mean, to echo what Bo said, I think it's always a concern for everyone who's a Cardinals fan. I mean, if you look at the last two seasons, how they started versus how they ended, and, it, and that goes with coupled with the injuries, defender's ability to get to Kyler. Obviously, he gets, you know, worn down towards the latter part of the year. I think it's always concerning, but you have to look at, as Bo said, the money ball approach and see what's best available, what fits this system. And I think schematically, the Arizona Cardinals having the air raid, you know, moving Kyler around, sprint right, sprint left, and, and just having the ability to extend those extended handoffs to a guy like Rondell Moore or or, or even Keontae Ingram, right, that's now part of the football team but in, in, in Hollywood as well. But when you have players that can make plays and you can have those schematic drop those plays – you try and mitigate that risk. You try and get that defensive line to play on their toes. And I think Cliff does a great job of that. They have a, they've done a great job of balancing, and that's why we saw James Conner benefit from it. Because just when we thought that they were going to pass, there'd be a draw, a run here, run there, and it's like keep them off balance. You don't know defenders don't know what the Arizona Cardinals are going to do. That's what's been able to preserve Kyler for I think the beginning parts of the year. But then I wouldn't say that they become one-dimensional. I don't have that data in front of me to be able to determine. But I think what happens, teams just start to wear down. And my my initial point was they're just going to need a little bit of luck. I mean, we've seen it happen all throughout the NFL. Teams need a little bit of luck. You know, when they, they win the turnover battle, right, and stay healthy, Frank. You know what I mean? That's really what it comes down to. You know, winning the turnover battle and who stays healthy is going to go the long, you know, the, the latter part of the playoffs. And, you know, fingers crossed, right, that the Arizona Cardinals make it happen, Frank. But, you know, I mean, it's an unknown, right? At this point, it's always an unknown. Uh, Steve Kahn must have – whatever book that you talk about, Moneyball, he must have read the Knoke's version of it because <laughs> he has no desire to build an offensive line here statistically uh, from an organic position at all. Everything that he's done offensive line-wise outside of D.J. Humphreys has come from some other team, somebody else's team. Yeah. And, it's, and it's really like a – it's really like the – Somebody ripped out a couple of pages, DA, because this we we just we don't have the depth in our line, but we go out no. and pick bring guys in that we think can facilitate the conversation that 
Now that we have a quarterback that can run, we can move the pocket. He does initially what you say, it mitigates a lot of the situations where he will get sacked. I do think Bo last year and Johnny, we saw it just the way that by t- when we got ready to play the Detroit Lions, they figured out something about how to keep Kyler inside the pocket so he doesn't get outside the pocket. Yeah. And that was moving to a nine and almost like a 10 technique with the defensive end getting extra wide in that situation and forcing him to get in the middle. From that moment of the Lions game, everyone else followed that same that, that same scheme against us uh, defensive-wise with no D-hop, so they couldn't play man-to-man. And so right now, our offensive line, I'm not really worried about them or concerned because we have we have neutralizing factors in Zach Ertz as a tight end, so you can't, you can't bring another man in the box. You also have a running game with your boy JC, so that also keeps them keeps everybody kind of honest in some in some form in some formats. And you cannot blitz Kyler because he will take off out of the pocket with the four three speed that he does have. So I can I can see that our offense line, you know where we are where we rank that JV. But in truth, I'm not really worried about it. I hope that we do have the luck of everybody staying healthy, but. I'm not concerned statistically where we are because we have those other extra pieces that that kind of makes defense still got to pay attention to true offense. Yeah, Derek in the chat, you know, alluding to something that, that we've talked about. Do you think DJ Humphreys having COVID last year, losing some weight, affected his play? Yeah, absolutely. Does he need to be better? Absolutely, because he was it's pretty dismal in that Seattle game, yep. of course, against the LA Rams. I mean, it all it starts with Rodney Hudson because he he is the most high profile lineman the Cardinals have. Right, he's a perennial. Pro Bowler, All Pro, somebody that a lot of the younger guys feed off of. You know, Will Hernandez, Justin Pugh. I, I think when healthy and motivated, especially in the case of Will Hernandez, working with his college coach and Sean Kugler, I, I think we're going to get the best version of him. I also think in relates to you know bringing in some competition. I think that's the one position, Bo. When you look at right guard, okay, like Justin Pugh for at least another year. I think he's the unquestioned left guard. Nobody's beat now Kelvin Beecham and Gigi Humphreys. And then Rodney Hudson, you know, should be around hopefully for a couple more years. It really just is Will Hernandez. Could they bring in a veteran, you know, because he we talk about it. He didn't get the Michael Bidwell treatment of on the website signing his contract. It's kind of under the radar. He's making not a ton of money. I think that's the one position if they wanted to go and get not Max Garcia because he's gone, but like a Max Garcia type where, yeah, I'm going to challenge for the right guard spot. But if not, I'm on the sixth lineman. Yeah, for sure. And, and I also think a lot of this comes down on Kyler Murray. Remember his, his rookie season, you know, how many people talked about how many sacks he ran into. And then he was yeah. a lot better his, his sophomore season. And then last year, I, I would say that he you can make the argument that he took a step back. If you look at Joe Burrow, his, he was sacked an unbelievable amount of times on his way to the Super Bowl, over 70 times, which is absurd that they were ha- able to have that much success, nine in the game against Tennessee, and they were able to overcome that because of his his, his ability to make big throws down the field and to his playmakers like Jamar Chase and, and Tyler Boyd and, and, and T. Higgins there. But, you know, as far as, as Kyler Murray, when you look at the, the, the sack yardage that he lost, it was like 100 yards less than Joe Burrow, and he yeah. was sacked like less than half. Correct. So, you know, when Kyler was going down, he was going down for big chunk yardage. And, and I don't know if that's – I mean, Damian, Frank, help me out. Like, is it just him not – he's just maybe trying to make a play too much? Yeah, maybe he's absolutely, Bo. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, because he's 
always feels as though that his athleticism is going to be number one. And he feels like he could get out of most situations. So a guy like Joe Burrow, you know, not the most athletic guy, but he knows he's going to go down, Frank. You know what I mean? He, yep. he sees the guy in his face. He's not trying to elude him, you know, dip in, dip out and trying to make something. He's going down, going to take this, this L for minus three, minus four and get tackled, you know, next second down and 13. You know, Kyler's like, I'm about to shake this dude and one mixtape. <laughs> get out of here and make a play happen. He's turning right and left. And next thing you know, another guy comes and next thing you know, it's second and 34. But I mean, you win, you know, it's a double-edged sword. You win with Kyler, you lose with Kyler. Uh, but sometimes we know he's been able to elude, extend the play, throw the football downfield. It's a touchdown or take off and make a, you know, minus 20 into a plus 19. I mean, Kyler's that type of a player and that's what you, you deal with. That's what you live with. You live with the big L's and you live with the big runs. And I, it's it's going to be Kyler, as you said, Bo, to mature year to year and knowing when to say when, right? Knowing when to go down and knowing when it's an old country song. Knowing when, know, knowing when to hold them, knowing when to fold them. You know what I mean? You got to know when to fold sometimes. Got to have that, a little Kenny comes, Rogers in him. Yeah, that you got that comes with maturity, man. That comes <laughs> with maturity. Kenny Rogers, let's just say this real quick. Kenny Rogers probably got one of the best beards I'll ever seen. I mean, just like just <laughs> it's fuller than I mean, this crap. What about I mean, Kenny Rogers roasters? Pure, pure silver. Kenny Rogers roasters, where you get your chicken. Did you guys ever what was, get that? What was the over/under that we were going to talk about Kenny Rogers on the show? You know I, mean? I don't know. What you might there? be able, gentlemen, to it's find out right. on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Speaking of the DraftKings Sportsbook app, the NBA playoff action is nonstop. Be the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just five dollars on any team to win and get one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs with DraftKings same game parlays? You can do just that. Suns play tonight. Get ready, gentlemen. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more. And boom, you have your shot at an even bigger payout. Right now, all customers can place a same game parlay with three or more legs in a free bet up to $25 back if one of the legs does not hit it's a call to action download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now use that promo code PHNX but five dollars on any NBA team to win their game get $150 in free bets if they do that's promo code PHNX at the DraftKings Sportsbook app 21 and over gambling problem call 1-800-NEXT-STEP Arizona only new customers only minimum five dollar deposits eligibility restrictions apply see DraftKings.com Slash sportsbook for details. My DraftKings pick of the week, gentlemen, is Chris Paul's over 20 and a half points tonight, and hopefully Ooh. a game three at Dallas. Bo, one point, fa- one point favorites right now. I'm looking yeah. at the sportsbook right now. I mean, that's yeah. that they blew the doors off the Mavericks pretty last ta- pretty game. Tasty. Pretty hey, hold, tasty on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What's saying? Oh, De- no. Devin saying something right now. Hold on. He's saying, I'm going to shoot that bitch. That's what he's saying, Frank. (laughs) Frank, that's what he's saying. I'm going to shoot that bitch. I'm going to shoot 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 that (laughs) motherfucker. Oh, my God. We got a lot of of action figure action on this show. (laughs) Yeah, you love it. You just love it. Hey, hey, in the the chat, your boy Jalen Brad did bring up a great point, though, because you're talking about Rodney Hudson, and he talked about just real quick. Just falling back on what we were talking about. He said that, he, you know, was the Cardinals really targeting a center because we were looking at Lennon Ball in 23rd and also 55 as we moved down the line. Do you think Rodney Hudson days a number? No, I I just – I feel like they they 
value interior line play more because of their division and the, the better players on defensive lines, the Aaron Donalds, the Armsteads outside of Bosa. He's fantastic. I feel like the Cardinals can get by with average tackle play because of Kyler's mobility to step up, to scramble where Kyler struggles is if when those three individuals in the interior, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, get pushed back into Kyler Murray. That's when yeah. shit goes down. He falls yeah, down. He gets yeah, injured. Yeah. Like, and that's where once upon a time in weeks, I believe week 17, two years ago, when they were fighting for their playoff lives, that's where he got hurt when Mason Cole was starting at center. That's why they shipped his ass out of town. So I, I feel like to me, like you can have Kelvin Beecham and DJ Humphreys playing solid play tackle, but this team, I, I really do believe needs to value guard and center play at the highest level. That's why they traded for Rodney because Kyler just can't, he can't overcome interior pressure. Not a lot of quarterbacks can, but especially Kyler with his height. But oh, Okay, Johnny, I understand that. But how much responsibility falls on Cliff in dialing up plays, Frank, for him to get outside of the pocket? For him, and I know and I know, as an offensive guy, Bo, Johnny, I'm going to throw this to the table, in situations where obviously when he's just dropping back, he has the whole field, right? He has three options. And when you're going, when you're sprinting right or you're sprinting left, he's down to two thirds, right? He yeah. has the middle of the field and whatever that side is. But when you're out athleting all everyone on defense with these draft picks, with these acquisitions, you know, you you have all this offensive talent. Why wouldn't you play to the strengths of your quarterback? And it's and that's key components that we saw early on in a guy like Russell Wilson's career. They didn't just sit him back in the pocket and let him moon ball it all the time. They saw him moving right, moving left, and getting him getting the football to guys that were able to catch it in certain situations. And I don't know why they don't do more of that with Kyler. I am surprised with the idea that we don't have uh, a rollout package that looks like it's normal and it's really organic in this offense. Because he, he I don't doesn't see, play I don't see center, much I feel like. That's the answer. They yeah, you are think afraid that he, to play him he, under center. I got you. Well, I'm not, not not even on the center. You still can run the yeah, RPO. Yeah, you can do it out of yeah. And you you still can RPO and, and and create a sprint a sprint right sprint left style offense, or you can do that. I just and, I'm, and um, I mean just we, a package, Frank. Not even you know what I mean. It. Not it, it's not it. even part. Yeah, it's not necessarily like an instrumental part of the offense. Just certain types of situations where you know that they look at all types of data, and maybe it's just looking at the data. How many times is Kyler sacked? Right? Is it just on straight dropbacks? Is it sprint rights or sprint lefts? Like what type of plays are we drawing up? and identify that weakness and try and move away from that. It's like playing to your team's strengths, not your weaknesses, like that old-school coach, you know, calling from the sideline, same play again. Yeah, that <laughs> shit ain't working in the NFL. Run the same play again. Is that your macho man Randy Savage voice? That's, that's, my, that's, my, old, that's my old school. No, I can what is that? Remember the Titans? Is that is that you know me, Gene. <laughs> no, that's Hulk. That's, Hulk. that's, that's, that's excellent, Hulk. Damian. That's that is fantastic. Me and my brother Frank. Bo and Johnny B are going to walk down there, break some shit up, oh, and go man. crazy. We're, we're discovering hidden talents on this podcast. And I, I thought that as far as the play calling went, it was it, Cliff truly did a disservice to Kyler in the last game for sure. Like, he yeah. just kept dropping him back. Like, there, there was no creativity. And you could run on the Rams. Yeah, there was no help at all in that right. game. It was, it was like they just chalked it up as an L after that whirling dervish pick six that he threw and it was all said and done but yeah absolutely i mean how, how do you combat that because they say to combat like a good pass rusher somebody coming off the edge is to run at him right how do you do it as far as the interior pressure when you're facing a guy like ad and he's just just ruining your game plan up the middle how, how do you slow that down is it is it running the football even more so or 
how do you guys do it? think you could do it? I mean, game plan to, that to me, to me, old school trap game, you know what I mean? Where they run a yeah. trap thinking he's coming and you got one of those big tackles just come you know, running free straight at where he's getting, he's thinking he's getting a free line straight to the quarterback or the running back. And then just, he's getting trapped and bam. And, and I know Aaron Donald lift weights and we know he's strong, but the, a, a movable force versus, you know, rock solid is going to hurt. He's going to feel it. You run that a couple of times and it's just being creative, finding ways to, you know, run on the RPOs, run, inside run with a quick pass out to the perimeter, to the receiver and, and those sprint plays right and left that we talked about, keeping that attention away from guys like that. And I think that you made a great point, Johnny, with the exception of, of Bosa, most of the threats that the, that the Cardinals offense faces comes up the, up the middle. So why wouldn't you draw up plays to defeat that or even run a middle screen with the tight end. I think having McBride, having a guy like Zachar, you could take advantage of situations like that. And hopefully much like we know that we talk about Kyler growing and, and, and his, you know, uh, growth as a quarterback. I think we have to do the same thing with Cliff as a coach as well. Right. Give him some credit of, of, of getting better, you know, un- understanding situations, scenarios, game planning for teams and, you know, two minutes left in the, in the second quarter. And what do I do? Just those certain situations he's gotten better at. And hopefully he can identify those things and get better at play calling and situational awareness and put the guys in a better situation to be successful. I mean, it's a lot easier to say it on radio and in our podcast, right, and talk about all the things that they need to improve at. It's a different thing when you got that, you're sitting on that hot seat. I, I will I will go back to one thing that me and, me and JV had to deal with. <clears throat> um, and it was JV was hard on Cliff Kingsbury the entire the entire year to play the Rams. He had not, Cliff had not won against the Rams. He had been dismal versus them. And one of the things he talked about, JV did talk about, was that he needed to see something special out of Cliff to do something in, in order to, to put himself in the upper echelon. So the coaching to show that he was, you know, he had, he had grown and he was doing something special. Well, I will say this here. After that game, that the first game, the first time the Cardinals played the Rams and how well they dominated those guys, yeah. Kyler came out and said this was the best game plan he's ever he's ever had since he'd been with, with the Arizona Cardinals bow not one not one more time the entire year did he ever say that versus any team that we was facing if it was Green Bay on Thursday night and all those big night big time games we had Sunday night football games and when we played the Rams again on a, on, a, on a Sunday night nothing did he say of the sort was that was it and so we're talking about game planning not players just the game plan and sometimes when the game plan is so solid, it puts you in the best position. So it will it will minimize a lot of things that we're talking about. Our offensive line and the numbers and minimize some of the, some of the, some of those L's we had to take on him running back and doing those foolish plays because you're always putting those guys in the best position. We learned so much from watching Peyton Manning and how well he controlled the offense by learning the term Omaha. And Omaha was something that switched every week versus again versus the opponent he was playing. So when we talk about Kyler, I will say this here. If Aaron Donald's to the left, you run away from him. Or you find a way to run the RPO on him. And when you get to the line, if you have that savviness to be able to do that, your quarterback should have the ability to say, this is their best, we're attacking their best this way. This is their this is their weakest, we're attacking their weakest this way. Because any defensive lineman right now, we saw that with our own defensive line and Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt, as soon as you start making over 10 to $15 million, they will move you around. They'll move you around like you, you don't have a position. You become an edge rusher, the defensive tackle. You move around so much because they're always the defensive coordinator is trying to create a mismatch. So it gives that gives his player the best chance. Offensively, if we do that, then we'll give Kyler the best chance to be at his most successful place. 
Oh no! All right, wow. I gotta go home. Okay, thank you for coming out, folks. I like it. I like it. I like it. I, like it. I think, I think Johnny's chilling. Da just clapping. It's time to go home. I think. I think it's. I think it's Johnny waiting for me to tell you that it's time to take your shot. It's time for some screenshots presented by Arizona Department of Health Services. COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also eligible for a booster. Let's do the right thing. Keep everyone safe as we get together to watch some Suns playoff action. Visit azhealth.gov for a location near you. Got some great stuff coming up as well from our partner over at OGs. We'll get in that to just a bit, but I want to lean on our former players here as we continue PHNX Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals have the 11th most mileage that they're going to put uh, down in 2022 as a team. This is according to Bill Spiros. He uh, released this list. The Seahawks, who we saw at the bottom of the offensive line chart that we just talked about, are at the top of the most mileage. They are in for a bad season next They're year. They're in for the first pick. Look, <laughs> They're plus 500 to make the playoffs next year via the DraftKings Sportsbook app, by the way. They, uh, they're going to put in close to 30,000 miles uh, they're going to go through 34 time zones. I didn't even know we had that many damn time zones. Uh, Arizona Cardinals are 11th, just under 20,000 miles, including the trip down to Mexico City, which is not that far of a trip for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, 20 time zones. Guys, uh, in your experience, traveling, you're playing once a week. Is it take a toll on, on a team each and every year? I tell you when you're winning, no. And, and that's yeah. one thing about the season last year that you saw there what there was no home field advantage. I think COVID no. threw that all out, out the window. I think the ability of having to travel with no fans in the stadium, teams are like, hey, we just got to go out there and play football. And if we play our best, and I think Agent, Agent 47 in the chat said when the cards are healthy, they could play against anybody. Having the ability to go on the road to beat Cleveland, be going to Dallas, beating Dallas, going to San Fran early in the year, you know, destroying them. Cardinals are healthy. They could compete uh, and go out there and win against anybody. And that's why I talked about, Bo, they need a little bit of luck. And I'm not worried about the mileage at all. I just think the only thing that concerns me is health. And at the beginning of last year, I was like, you know, two players, Kyler Murray and J.J. Watt, if those players stay healthy, they can go anywhere they want to. Little did I know DeAndre Hopkins was a big factor in that and Kyler Murray. So to me, if D-Hop, you know, comes back after his six-game suspension, I, to, your Bo, to your point, you know, Bo and Johnny – if they could stay healthy those first six games, they could compete with anybody with or without D-Hop, and they need a little bit of luck. I think that's the only thing that's going to be a detriment for the cards. Man, if we stank up home field advantage like we did last year, shit, we could be on 60,000 miles for all I care because yep. the way we played at home was so pathetic that I don't ever want to play at home again, which is sad, and that was our argument because Cliff just did not know how to get his guys to rally those guys, to get them focused, and to get those guys I mean, locked Frank, in. As a professional athlete – is that his job? Like, really? Yeah, I mean, we talk, gets, we talk gets, about yeah. coaches needing to get motivated. Like, I, I, it's I, the back end of his check. It's it's the last three numbers in his check that requires him to get the guys motivated. If the I'm first, Michael Bidwell, the first Michael seven, first four is on him. Prepared to play at home. I mean, don't I mean, get me wrong, Johnny. Prepared, prepared and motivated are two different things. I don't. I think at the National Football League, I don't. I don't know how much more motivating you need to. Frank, how many well, seasons do we say, take L's motivation? Big dog, motivation isn't the conversation. We're talking about controlling your crowd and making sure when you have the moment, you can you can dial up plays to get this to keep your crowd involved in the game. 
making sure that the home field advantage never feels like it's not a home field advantage. We play Green Bay. Johnny, Johnny was on the spot many times all last year. And he he can look up he can look up in the stands and say, man, it was not. But it the same ain't, it ain't, but it ain't Cliff's wise. job to it ain't Cliff's job because people know they they on they on Turo, they on Airbnb, they know them Green Bay Packers fans coming in town and they getting a prime. For them tickets, I can't know what tell is. people not to sell their tickets when the team plays like hot. We begged though. We begged, didn't we, Johnny? We, we begged. did. We said, please to God, don't sell please your to tickets. God. Packers sell your fans tickets. on Thursday night. They did anyway. We got to help a game. It was a fun game. I mean, anytime you know, Minnesota Packers, the year. anybody from the, I'd say it, anywhere from the Midwest or East Coast, and it's an opportunity to come to Arizona. They love it. It's their vacation. You know what breeds? I don't know what word I'm looking for here. <laughs> if they win. If they win, yeah, they will not sell their tickets. And so, if I am somebody who has season tickets, and I put my heart and money into those tickets, and the and the team stinks it up at home, and I give away my Christmas day to go watch the Dead Birds play the Colts uh-huh. and garbage ass Carson Wentz, and they break my heart on Christmas, I tell like, them, Sell your tickets. I don't care. Johnny, I don't, I'm about, I'm about, I'm about to. I'm, I'm about to spit some economics, Johnny. If you, <laughs> if, you pay, if you if you pay twenty five hundred three thousand dollars for them season tickets, maybe even more, and you know, and you got four tickets, and you could sell them for one game and get that money back. Shit, you selling all them goddamn tickets. You selling all them goddamn tickets. I don't like the Fairweather oh, fans. Like, in Indian, my opinion, like there are not Fairweather fans. I believe there are fans that want to be rewarded by this franchise, can string together consecutive winning seasons, win a goddamn Super Bowl for once, and then fans will pack your stadium ninety to ten. Cardinals versus the, the I'm team. I'm selling my tickets. Yeah. I'm at home with OGs. I don't know what y'all are talking about. We we had we had Matthew Stafford's wife pleading with Rams fans not to sell their fan, their their tickets. I mean, it, it, I mean that's a team that just that wins all the time. It's one ever since Sean McVay got to town. So I don't know if that's if that's the a valid. Well, argument. That's, a, that's unique because they just move cities. Yeah, like give it there. some time, put some legs down, get the younger crowd. Like Cardinals have been I here. Mean, I mean, late. fans it's fans in LA don't care about the Rams until they're on Monday night or Sunday night football. Like, I mean, let's be real, guys. They there were not a lot of Cardinal fans in L.A. for that game. By the way. And then that's when they show up. Then all of a sudden it's every star, every major player, you know, every sitcom, TV, movies. They want to be seen. It's <laughs> it's a game that they play in L.A. I'm with I'm with Mr. Frank Sanders, though. I, I don't care about the home field advantage right now until I'm shown otherwise. I watched Colt McCoy without DeAndre Hopkins walk into Seattle Stadium with the 12th man. And they beat the shit out of the Seahawks. And it did not matter that there was – not one I'm I'm exaggerating one red jersey in the stands like there's something with this team where I don't know if they feel the pressure of playing at home I think they kind of walk into opposing stadiums and they feel like they can be a little looser maybe they've got like the mercenary approach they need to fix their shit at home here's what I will say though if I'm Michael Bidwell you've blown you've blown an opportunity it's a missed opportunity not to reinvigorate your crowd your fan base this year by rolling out new uniforms because I I do think there are going to be fans that say after last year, uh, I need to wait and see. I'm not going to come out and sell out the stadium. T- to me, you would have had to flip the home experience. And to, to begin with that, it would have had to be new, new uniforms. I'm shocked they didn't do it. I don't, I don't know I don't, if that's. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know, Johnny. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think it would be great. I think having I'm home cool uniforms. I think cool it's a stretch. Either. Somebody stop stretch. giving Frank props in the season. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Lucha, cool Lucha, Lucha, Lucha Libre? Yes, sir, with a clip with a cape on it. 
Oh my God! Everybody I mean, says the home. Schedule. I'll tell you what. It's a. It, it, that's a good. What Frank is doing, he doesn't know. It's making a good point. Diamondbacks have changed their uniform how many times? In they haven't exactly it had it, and it hasn't mattered. It hasn't gotten more butts in the seat. Let's it hasn't been. The, it hasn't, the grass isn't it's always greener on the other side as far Johnny, as the uniform. Diamondbacks go. do have a, a World Series. I'm just don't go throw that out there. <laughs> I'm getting hit on the chat. Series. Derek says, "Johnny, stop! I won't stop. Jerseys have nothing to do with attendance, but love them, but not related." I'm just saying, like, if I first of all, I'm anxious to see Hollywood Brown how his jersey's going to sell. Number two, I've had many, many people gentlemen in my dms and my mentions on twitter say i'm waiting for a new jersey before i buy a hollywood brown jersey how about that somebody send that to well me okay well. i get that but as far as getting tickets to the game i don't think it has anything i to just do with think it would be a sweetener to say i'm gonna go for <laughs> my new hollywood brown jersey <laughs> I, at the I game instead of watching the same dead birds you know lose how many home games they lose last year can anybody tell tell me off the top of my head? They had a losing record at home, right? For a playoff yeah. team that won yeah, 11 they, games. They got one less home game than they got road game last year. So what? They uh, they go three and five at home? Yeah. And I think they lost like their last four straight. So bring on mm. Mexico City. Bring on the travel, gentlemen. I absolutely love it. Um, I also love some, some OGs, Bo. Absolutely. Our new partner, OGs. We love talking about OGs brands. It's in the house. It was it was Frank's partner last night as he was celebrating some Cinco de Mayo. Uh, we've we've heard it helps people get oh. some good rest, right? We've got OG's, Arizona's first original scratch-made cannabis kitchen. It's dedicated to creating innovative and memorable cannabis-infused products that flavor life's journey, the quality of their products. It sets them aside from the rest of the, the products out there. They stem from a combination of accurate dosing and amazing flavor. Edibles are not a one-size-fits-all thing. It's it's about OGs giving a product to be proud of, a wide range of products from all for all demographics and preferences. Their motto is flavoring life. Let's get tropical. Another one of their sayings. Tropical flavors include guava, strawberry kiwi, raspberry orange, pina colada, and their favorite orange creamsicle gummies that tastes like a damn dream you want to learn more about ogs go to ogsbrands.com that's o-g-e-e-z brands.com let me ask everybody here as we conclude our friday show does everybody love their mom here in this podcast i'll get personal for a second everybody love their mama here of course right on for sure we got mother's day on sunday got some significant others to you know show some love to some mothers it's frank's holding the draft king symbol for <laughs> frank in the studio all day is just bad news because by the time cards hits you don't know what's gonna happen he was so. playing uh golf on the nintendo switch for an hour before the show by the way oh <laughs> uh, yeah baby now for phnx sports podcast they used up my mr frank sanders we got whatever's left over but in all seriousness <laughs> here's what we're doing I want everybody to go around the horn, pick the ideal Mother's Day gift. It can be for your significant other or it can be for your mother. What is your favorite go-to Mother's Day gift? Frank, I'm going to start with you. I'm going to put you on the spot, my man. Uh, my favorite uh, my favorite Mother's Day gift would be mom liked uh, when she didn't have to worry about you know cleaning anything in the house. Mm-hmm. So our goal was as... It's six of us, and we just we just go through and sweep up, clean up, do everything, and uh, all that's all she wanted. She didn't want to have to worry about cleaning up the house behind six badass kids. So, if the six went to work that day and looked like looked like the seven dwarfs, six dwarfs, and cleaned up everything, uh, mom was one hundred percent ecstatic and happy with just a clean house and not having to pick up you know dirty laundry or the mess that we would make on a weekly basis. <laughs> 
Uh, Frank brings me back. Uh, for my mom, it was she was great at uh, you know, she wanted to rest her eyes. You know what I mean? She needs needed a minute. Don't don't bother. She just so it was just peace. You know, I I think that just little things in life. My mom's retired now, so just I just try and like remind her and give her little things just so so she feels like some dope shoes, walking shoes, or a little you know piece mm. of jewelry here and there, just so she feels appreciated. Because I know she don't need nothing. It's more so just that. I'm a grown man and and I and I'm still thinking about her and that she's, you know, okay and still part of my life. And I just say for my, you know, my better half, it's just for her to Frank's point, you know, her handling, you know, taking care of home, being the domestic engineer that she is and being great at it and holding down two pretty much grown kids, the ability just to manage that all and just to get her off her feet and have her a day where she feels appreciated, whether it's hiking some shit that I don't want to do, but I will because it's, it's, it's dad's, I feel you know what I mean? You know, responsibility or take a family picture or some shit like that. But I'm like, Hey, it's your day. You know what I mean? Whatever you want that coupled with a little Godiva chocolates or something like that, or a nice outfit, whatever, whatever it is, man, I talk to the kids, get some feedback. They talk about some too expensive shit. And I'm like, nah, nah, man. I ain't gonna have a guess. Nah, nah, nah. I love her, but nah. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but get her something nice, man. Get her something nice. Uh, you guys had, were talking about the heartstrings for a while there until yeah. the end, and then yeah, lost. Man. I mean, beautiful. Some you know sentimental things that you guys did, very heartfelt. And I, I was like, I'm yeah. just gonna buy my mom's love. Uh, <laughs> usually, you know, it'd be like some flowers, maybe a spa day, some jewelry. Yeah. But uh, the family photo, you can't get wrong. You want to get maybe some some no dry eyes in the room you get that family photo set up and, and, and i think you can't go wrong there my uh, my wife is actually this is gonna be first mother's day excited about that That's and of so course nice. love Congrats. my mom Tell well congratulations man don't yes. mess this up don't you mess mm. it up i'm very yeah, capable if you need some information <laughs> very capable i'm taking from from both what you guys said just say yes just say yes bro. <laughs> don't listen to my advice so i was big when i was a kid i was a little shit i used to put together those coupon books and never let my mother cash in on those i would say oh i'll do this chore and uh, i'll make the little homemade i was big on the homemade gifts you know uh because i didn't have, i never had any money to spend on my mom god love her and now I've, it's kind of translated to my wife where you know just you kind of just buy your own thing give me the kids go we, we live in Maricopa, so it's you got to go into town, right, to right. get a decent meal, that kind of thing. So, But I feel like she does that outside of Mother's Day, too, so that really doesn't make it special. So um, I'm not I'm not a good gift giver. With anything I would buy her, I, I, I'm fearful that it would get returned, so I just saved myself the embarrassment. But I can't – it's a double-edged sword, too, because I That's can't give her That's a cop-out, Johnny. I can't give her the gift card either. I don't know. No, you can't do gift cards, bro. <laughs> no, no, can't do the gift no. card. Yeah, but once, what was she, well, once she realized you're a horrible gift giver, she was like, well, give me a gift card. No, yeah. she was like, where to cash at? Here's where the promo cash? code for what help our guy here. How about that? Can you tell me a cash at me 100 or can you zill out? I need 500 on my day. That's you know what would be a good gift for, for is, a, is a membership, a year membership to gophnx.com. I think she'd be really into that. Uh, you should check that out, by the way, folks that have not. <laughs> we've got content and coverage coming at you on both sides. If you want to get it for the full year, which I would highly recommend, it is half off $59.88. You get a free T-shirt like this one from our PHNX Merchandise Locker. If my wife's watching, let's get you half off right now. Suit it up, PHNX Merchandise Locker. Or you can dip your toe in, honey. If you want 50 cents for the first month, I can I can spot that for you. $8.99 for the subsequent months. You can find our phenomenal content from our many writers we got a Suns championship run happening right now. We got post draft coverage. We got a little bit of Anthony Totry countdown to kickoff for 
Arizona foot, Arizona Sun Devil football, tons of quality content you can only find at gophnx.com. Well, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure here on this football Friday. Let's pray to God. Next week, we get some actual football news, maybe a Kyler Murray contract extension, maybe a free agent signing. As of note, there is also, by the way, producer Leah just <laughs> reminded me, maybe the best T-shirt we have ever done at gophnx.com. Ooh. Good hell. Look at this PHNX Mercury Diana podcast T-shirt with the goat mm. herself. I can't wait to I can't wait to scoop that perfect Mother's Day gift, right? Be able to throw that to your mom, your significant other, rock it around the valley. We love seeing our gear around the valley. It's been a it's been a phenomenal start to our PHNX fandom family here. We love it. We want to remind everybody, be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star reviews wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us at PHNX Sports on YouTube. Follow us at PHNX underscore Cardinals on Twitter. For Damian Anderson, Bo Brock, Frank Sanders, I'm Johnny Venerable. We will be back on Monday. Have a great Mother's Day weekend. See you guys.